Collinsport sits at the edge of the sea, and those who live and work in the small town intentionally avert their eyes from the house that sits beyond the forested landscape high atop the craggy hill, for the denizens of Collinsport have heard the whispered rumors of curses and tragedy, and they know that there is terror at Collinwood. There's nowhere to run, there's no place to hide. This podcast is fun, but there are spoilers inside. Welcome to Terror at Collinwood. Tis I, your hostess, Danielle, a.k.a. Penny Dreadful, and I am delighted to bring you my guests today. Oh, this is going to be fun. I can hardly wait. I am joined by three very wonderful individuals who I met at Seaview Terrace at Collinwood, and we took a trip down to uh, Essex, Connecticut, to the Griswold Inn. We visited the Evans Cottage. It was a great time, and I had a blast hanging out with them uh, at the Griswold Inn when we were down there. Uh, I am joined today by Madeline Marks, who is 25 and hails from Pennsylvania. Madeline is the admin of the Dark Shadows Discord group we're going to discuss today and has been a Dark Shadows fan since 2011. Other interests include local Pennsylvania history and historical demonstration, and she's currently pursuing a career in manufacturing. Next up is Tina Marie DeLucia, who is a graduate of Fairleigh Dickinson University, where they earned their BA with a focus on fiction writing and a minor in creative writing and British studies. They're always eager to expand their horizons. Tina has been published in science fiction, horror, and nonfiction short story collections, and has written several online articles covering topics from theater to British sci-fi television to soap operas, and has even written several analytical essays ranging everywhere from film, film theory to the nature of adaptations. A queer writer with a passion for comedy, gallows humor, and science fiction, they can sometimes be found making costumes for comic conventions. And last, but certainly not least, is Max Kern, who is 25 and is also from Pennsylvania. Madeline got Max into Dark Shadows when they met in 2013. He works for Open Stage Harrisburg as a theatrician. I almost said theatrician. I was like, wait, that's not a word. Uh, theatrician. Um, welcome to the show. I'm so ha I'm happy to have the three of you here. It's so awesome to be here. Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so glad you were able to do this. We haven't seen each other since, what was it, October? It was Halloween. It was Halloween. Yeah, it was uh, Halloween. Yes. That we hung Many out. Moons. We had, we, there was that great uh, costume party uh, we went to uh, that Bob Issel <laughs> threw uh, over at CU. Yeah. And uh, uh, Madeline was, uh, you were Barnabas and Max was the bat. <laughs> he was Bill Bard. He was Bill bat. Bard. He's yes. Bill Bard with bat. With that, Bill Bard with bat, with the pole and everything. It was it was pretty uh, impressive. That was awesome. What was your costume again, Tina? I was Julia. <laughs> Julia, that's right. You were Julia. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I had I didn't have a Dark Shadows costume. I had a gorilla costume left over hey, from our hey, Halloween special. Iconic. So <laughs> iconic as heck. <laughs> it was like, well, it, it was what it was, but we had fun. <laughs> we definitely had a good time. So um, 
I want to talk to you about the Dark Shadows Discord server and what, uh, you know, being a, a young Dark Shadows fan uh, today. Uh, but before we get into all of that, Madeline, you brought one of the coolest things I have ever seen. Uh, it is a Dark Shadows Lego Collinwood. It was the drawing room and the foyer. Yep. With all the minifigures. Oh my goodness. I, that blew my mind to see that. So, can, oh, oh, oh. Hey folks, I'm just cutting in here. There's uh, an entire segment here where we talk about Madeline's Lego uh, Collinwood sets that she made for the foyer in the drawing room and the uh, custom minifigures that she put together. They are incredible uh, and you should definitely take a look at them if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast. Obviously you can't see them, uh, so I recommend you jump over to the Terror at Collinwood YouTube channel. Jump to about the 4 uh, minute and 15 second mark. It's just going to blow your mind, so I highly recommend you check it out. I remember we were talking at Seaview, you used um, Cy Tomashoff's uh, blueprints, didn't you, to, to build that? Yes. Yeah, for the um, the sets, I had purchased um, a collection of Cy Tomashoff blueprints for the show. I, I forget if it was Etsy or eBay, mm -hmm. but in the reproductions, not originals. <laughs> uh, I wish they were originals, but... <laughs> And that's what I used to um, to get like the proportions and the sizing of the rooms and the um, the architectural stuff. Wow! Some someday I'm, I might do the old house, but the old house is a bit more challenging because it's there's not as much wall space, if you know what I mean. Yeah. In the old house set. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Gotcha. What about? But I, I definitely want to do a little micro scale um cv terrace oh yeah. that would be great yeah. i need to i need to go back there and poke around in person first though <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right yeah that would be that would be incredible that take a lot of lego bricks i would imagine to build something I mean, it, like that I, I already like mapped out the footprint of it mm -hmm. and it would only be like 20 or 30 studs long okay so it's not, it's not huge. It, it's going to be smaller than like this. It would be a lot smaller than the foyer. Okay. In terms of length. I see. Okay. Um, I saw the, the table of contents for uh, daytime Gothic and I saw that there's a Lego Collinwood uh, entry there. So did you write an article for, about your Lego? It's not an article. No, it's just the photos. Oh, I see. I okay. did. Um, pose the lego minifigures in the foyer and i took some some pictures of like you know the actual characters and things and because awesome. i've also got some other little pieces that go inside the model that mm -hmm. i didn't have because they're not attached to anything they're just free floating so if i hold them onto the camera everything's just going to fall around everywhere Mm -hmm. So you're not seeing all the little knickknacks and things like that bronze statue that's always on the table in mm -hmm. the foyer of the, the man with the shovel or whatever he is. Like I have that represented <laughs> in the Lego. Where's wow. the clock? Or the three-way kissing that, Wait, that exists that is, as a Lego thing? Like how? It's like, it's like three bricks. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. We got like three bricks. <laughs> here, get the... I, I have it right here. It's uh, it's this it's tiny, really, tiny little really thing. Tiny. Oh, okay, okay. This little <laughs> tiny guy. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, that's but fantastic. 
You said it on the table earlier. Oh, here it is. There it is. Yeah, and here's here's like here's the the clock in the floor. Oh yeah, look at that. Whoever built that did a really good job. He built that. <laughs> I wonder you really good. Oh, so you were involved with this as well, Max? We, uh, I, I helped out with like some of the pieces of furniture and uh, finding different ways to recreate the different different set pieces from the different eras. Nice. Did it take a did did it take a long time to put that together? It's yeah, like it's an ongoing project that that was done over the course of months. You know, yeah. hours of work, um, brainstorming, all sorts of stuff like that. Like here's the 1897 three-way conversation seat. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. iconic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, it took so long, in fact, that only the foyer is featured in Daytime Gothic because I hadn't, I forget if I hadn't even started construction on the drawing room at that point. I think you or, might have been trying to find the wooden paneling to work on that because like that was yeah. a big issue, yeah, if I recall correctly, when you were discussing about it. Yeah, so like for the for the drawing room, this is what the walls are made out of, like a hundred over 100 oh, wow. of these individual pieces, which are hollow boxes so i also use them for storage for little knickknacks <laughs> uh, yeah yeah wow but yeah i had to i had to order special for that because i didn't have uh, just 200 of those laying around believe it or not so <laughs> you don't carry around 200 lego crate boxes <laughs> i got some in my pocket right now <laughs> I doesn't everyone remember and i I'm forgetting so that's incredible <laughs> that's your labor of love definitely that's really cool i i could theoretically um make up like a parts list yeah and like maybe i i think i think there's software that you can like make instructions yeah. for your custom lego builds and you can oh. like print them out so if you wanted to build your own lego collinwood um i i wouldn't be able to supply you with bricks you'd have to source those yourself but right. i might possibly be able to work something out where i could make instructions if people would be interested in that yeah, long, long term, that I think would be a possibility. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there are fans out there who would who would love to uh, to know how you did that and would, would like to try it themselves. Um, so this brings me to um, kind of uh, the, the our our focus here of our discussion when we were uh, down at uh, Seaview, uh, actually at the Groswell, and you were telling me about the Discord server, and uh, we got to talking, and I was I was really impressed by the way you described um, the community. Um, I had heard of Discord servers before, but I never had joined one before. I knew it was like, uh, I wasn't even sure what it was. I think I asked you to explain to me what, <laughs> what it was, because uh, I'd always heard it kind of associated with gaming and things like that, but I guess it's yeah. Uh, yeah evolved but um i was also taken by the fact that like i think there's a a perception out there you know dark shadows has um has an older fan base you know uh, but it was really cool to see younger dark shadows fans who are just as passionate about dark shadows like i always thought of myself back uh because i'm a second generation fan so i was like well i was i was at the time i was one of the younger fans and now i i don't feel like one of the younger <laughs> fans but you guys definitely are so i'd like to hear about your experience how about how, first how you got into dark shadows and just kind of going around and just um tina go for it uh well it began 30 years ago no okay um <laughs> it was it a very night <laughs> there's a girl on a train no um 
So I kind of have to blame or thank my grandparents and also my parents for this because I was always the kind of the weird kooky kid. So, you know, age five, I had a crush on Vincent Price and my dad's like, here's the monsters. And so because of stuff, <laughs> I know uh, <laughs> so much has changed. Uh, but from that, my grandparents, when they sat me down with, they had all these old VHS tapes of stuff they taped and like, I think you really like this kid. And it was an episode of Dark Shadows. I couldn't tell you what episode it was, but I was enamored immediately. And being the kind of person that I am, despite being very little, I'm like, I must learn everything about this thing because I like it now. And uh, it spiraled from there. <laughs> um, and also as someone who was super into Doctor Who as well, which is also a very and similar uh, age program and stuff like that I'm just kind of used to liking old things and knowing where to find stuff and watching things definitely legally um <laughs> for sure so and then trying to find fandom from that um and unfortunately here we are went on <laughs> it's just weird because when I would go on like tumblr and things like that I thought I'm like well it is just me and some dead blogs of pe like you know blogs people didn't really use anymore and the same five gift sets and a piece of string the only one who was really <laughs> exactly <laughs> the only one who was really still actively posting was this one blog who was run by that person over there <laughs> which is kind of fun because I, I really thought like I was just by myself for the most part like even when the movie came out in 2012 and I was hyping it up to my friends I'm like this is so good and then the movie <laughs> happened and then I was like oh never mind don't look at me <laughs> <laughs> That's and that's how I mean that's how I felt back when I was in high school like in the 80s. I mean, I remember because Dark Shadows had already been off the air and it had been in syndication, but most of the people I knew in high school had not seen or heard of Dark Shadows, so I felt very kind of isolated in my like passion for it until I discovered the fandom, which even at that that time was kind of challenging to to suss Mail out. Order. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Send us easy, you know, to the Dark Shadows Festival. For yeah, yeah. And uh eventually I found my way in, but it was uh, it took a took a little while even then. So uh, but I'm glad that you uh found each other there through a Tumblr. That's really exciting. Yes. Yeah. And how about you, uh Max? How did you well you uh, my intro, you got into it through uh Madeline so maybe, maybe I should go first here. yeah yeah go <laughs> first. sucked him in yeah yeah <laughs> so oh my my story is pre-involved and apologies if I ramble on too much about it but uh well you said that you're a second generation fan mm -hmm. I don't mean to scare you but I am also a second generation fan yeah. <laughs> <Believe> <laughs> it or not yeah my uh my mom uh, watched the show when she was in high school when it was on the original run and then she waited 40 years to have me <laughs> um, but I I didn't get into it through I mean I got into it through her but it, it wasn't she wasn't the catalyst for it so I, I said that I involved in uh, local Pennsylvania history when I was in sixth grade I started volunteering at um, a historical site that's in my town. It's actually a National Historic Landmark, the Effort of Cloister. And they had a student program, like a, a volunteer student program. And the year that I joined, they had their biannual, uh, wait, I, I always forget by, if biannual means 
twice per year or every other year? It was the trip was every other year. Okay. Every other year they did a weekend trip in the summer. And the year that I joined was the year that they had one. And it was to Terrytown in New York. And you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> we went to Washington Irving's house and Sleepy Hollow Cemetery and Lindhurst. And what, my mom went with me on this trip because I was in like sixth grade. I, you know, I wasn't old enough to go on a trip by myself. So she came along. And while we were there, you know, they mentioned, you know, they, they filmed movies here. And my mom's like, oh, yeah, that was, you know, I, I used to watch that show when I was in high school. So we, when we got home, she bought the House of Dark Shadows on VHS tape. I don't know why VHS if the DVD hadn't come out yet or whatever, but she got on VHS tape and we watched it and I was interested. And she said, oh yeah, I've also got like a VHS tape of the first five episodes that she, I think she bought it from like the local library sale or something weird. And at first I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to this stupid soap opera I, I don't I don't want anything to do with that it's so whack and uh, here I am <laughs> 10 years later but... dark shadows so, so what once. sucked so how did you get sucked in if you were well, resistant at first I was I was resistant at first but it was only like the very very like before I'd even seen an episode of it she's like oh it's a soap opera and I was like that that was it for me like I didn't I didn't want you're out, out about yeah, yeah I, I already had a, a preconceived bias that uh, I didn't like soap operas but um so like we I watched the the movie House of Dark Shadows and like the first couple episodes and and then I forget how we found out about it but this was the summer of 2011 but we found out about the Dark Shadows festivals. And my mom said, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we went to one? So she took me, it was like, you know, not even a year, only a couple months being a fan. She took me to one of the, the festival in New York. And I'm really, I feel very lucky that she did because that was the last one that Fred attended before he died. And I wish I remembered it more, but, <laughs> you know, I was very young. And it just, it snowballed very rapidly from there. Like, I remember that same summer, I think I, I went to uh, visit relatives up in New York and I, I downloaded one of the Dark Shadows, like companion book on my Kindle. And I was reading that on the way up and I just, I fell hard. Yeah. And uh, I haven't looked back. Awesome. I love it. Um, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the, um, I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, um, the, the soap opera stigma with regard to dark shadows because i've seen that you're not the only one um i've seen people like react like with barnabas with somebody holding the cross <laughs> it's like no. yeah uh put it away uh but um i i've never it wasn't introduced to me as a soap opera it was just yeah. this cool show with monsters and an ongoing storyline and even to this day i kind of refer to it more as a serialized gothic tale um because it Dan Curtis was coming from that background and interest in, in um, ghost stories and, and old horror films and things like that and telling this gothic story. And as the show went along, even from the beginning, I would say it was different from the standard soap opera of the time, but it evolved into something very unique, which had some soap opera elements, but a lot of also gothic elements yeah. in it as well. And I've seen that reaction from some uh, horror fans that are just, they, they've or just fans of pop culture, genre, television, they're like all in for everything else. 
bow when they find out it was all oh, dark shadows is that soap opera it's there the word wait yeah. no can't tell. <laughs> the S word. The S word. The S word. <laughs> S O word. Yeah, yeah. I just I always call it a serial. It's just it's just. Like, it is. It's just serialized television. It's serialized television. Yeah. Everything with is a bat on a string. These things happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so Max, what about you? <laughs> I, I I want to circle back around when Max is done. I, I forgot something, but I'll let oh. Max go first. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, there's a there there's no way around it. Like dark shadows. My Dark Shadows journey came about as a function of my friendship with Madeline. We, we met in high school and just became pals. And then the longer I knew Madeline and the closer we became as friends, the more I learned about Dark Shadows. And now it's uh, a huge part of my life, of course. And um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, don't, I don't know how else to describe it other than that. What, what was it about Dark Shadows that, that sucked you? Is it because you're... Um... I know you're involved in theater. Was is it the 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 theater theatrical aspect of it, or was it just the the supernatural stuff? Like, are you a fan of that kind of thing? I certainly. It's tough for me to remember the timeline really, because nowadays I'm t I'm totally into all that. I don't remember how much I was into the classic horror stuff. I think it was more back the in theater. 2013. I think it was more the theater because we, we we met in stage crew for oh, the okay. right cool. And uh, so we were both involved in like all, all our high school theater productions um, and theater productions in the college too. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, like probably one of the earliest things I remember Madeline telling me about Dark Shadows that I was like, oh, that's really neat is uh, of course all the famous examples in the show of when you can see a boom mic or a stage hand or <laughs> interesting things going on that happen when you film a show live. Mm -hmm. and or so like to tape. Live, live, right, live to tape, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ancestors. And, <laughs> and that uh, endeared me to it. And uh, then I just learned more and more there. And I, th and I think probably one of the next things that, um, that really drew me in is the performances of the cast. Because mm -hmm. I'm really into film and I, I, I love to see a good performance. And man, the people in dark shadows there's so many unique performances and so oh, many yeah. things that there's no one else like them there's no one else doing what they did and uh i just became entranced by that yeah awesome awesome uh, madeline you said you wanted to circle back and say something yeah um tina mentioned um experiencing the show through tumblr and i, I wanted to come back to that because that's also kind of where I started um, my like fandom experience with the fandom, where it was like a year or two after I found out about Dark Shadows, I saw, I, I forget how I saw this, but I noticed that there was Dark Shadows stuff on Tumblr. And I, so I made a Tumblr account and I joined and there was a small handful of blogs that were like people my own age who were posting about Dark Shadows, who were like live blogging, watching it, just posting their reactions as they were watching along, making like gift sets or screen, screen cap, all, you know, all the, the usual Tumblr stuff. <laughs> and that's kind of where I got my start in terms of the fandom. And I, I would always poke around in uh, the other Dark Shadows sites online. But yeah, my, my disc, no, my Tumblr, 
username was sites nine mm-hmm. and it still is yeah, and it still is yeah. and it's yeah and I, I think a lot of the people in the discord are came through tumblr they found out about it through tumblr oh a thousand percent yeah mm-hmm. that's our main recruiting pool okay <laughs> was, was tumblr more like artwork based <laughs> or am I thinking of Flickr? I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking of Flickr. T- Tumblr is it's it's what do they call it? like microblogging? Microblogging, yeah. Okay. So, so the way that Tumblr works, Tumblr is not a it, it's not set up like a typical social media in that there is no algorithm that affects what your dashboard or your like your home screen feed of content is. It's only dependent on the people that you follow, and I when see. you follow someone, it whenever they reblog something from someone else or they make an original post, it shows up on your dashboard. But beyond that, there, there's no algorithm spitting things at you. So it's it's a really different experience. And I, it, I wouldn't really consider, call it a social media in the same I way that the wouldn't. other dominant social no. medias are at the current age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it didn't get messaging until I wanna say 2000, 16 like prop a proper working messenger direct message DM direct messaging yeah yeah. like I I mean there's always a message function (laughs) at least you forget but like a direct messaging that's within the past seven years probably but that Uh, was you can you can make text posts that has like tens of thousands of word limit you can upload videos what yeah just yeah all the different ways you can you can upload videos you can upload just audio files um, and the way that you would find things that you like is that you would tag things. So if I'm posting about Joan Bennett, I would tag Joan Bennett. And if I, if someone was looking for Joan Bennett, they could see my post and the tags. And if they're like, that's a good post, I think yeah, I'll follow you. you. you and then you see all their tags. stuff. I see. Yes. Okay. And, and, then, and then you'll, you'll see things that everyone has posted, even outside of your followers mm-hmm. or the people that you followed that have posted in that tag and it'll show up in that and, oh. I, and i feel like in general the tagging system on tumblr is again and following with the trend a little less burdened by um algorithms on other websites that would be trying to show you like sponsored things you start to tag on tumblr you're just you're, you're just in it. that tag yeah, yeah. There, there's no advertisers on tumblr because it's not a profitable website and that's exactly why i'm still using it exactly <laughs> It has done nothing but cost Yahoo money, and that's why I love it. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Um, this is a question. Uh, this this came up in a conversation with Jeff, Jeff, what I had with Jeff Kenny, who is a regular at CVU as well and runs the Dark Shadows Collectors Group. And he said that he he's also a, a younger, he's in his 30s, and he found that over, overall, I mean, I think we've had great experiences with uh the dark shadows fandom he said he's encountered some people that were uh i guess considered only or the original fans to be true fans um i have seen some of that online i have which is irritating but generally especially in person i have never encountered that kind of mentality i've always found the dark shadows fandom to be welcoming of all groups uh age groups and uh people from different backgrounds etc um but i remember back when i was joining the fandom in the 80s and through the 90s i was kind of scared to i guess i had this idea that i might be uh rejected or something if i shared my true age with some of the the run home from schoolers you know so i was like oh i don't want to um 
but I never found that in person. How about you? Have you ever encountered that or have you found it to be welcoming with younger generations? I've, I mean, I've had very little in-person Dark Shadows fandom experiences, but so mm-hmm. far they've been nothing but lovely in person. Like, yeah. like that going to see you, that was like oh great God. and warm and wonderful. And like, that's the happiest I've been in months. <laughs> Uh, but I guess in, in terms of online, um, I have, I mean, I think <laughs> uh, Madeline and Max will agree. I kind of avoid Facebook. Wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just because of, yeah. not, not because of like, well, uh, Facebook is Facebook, but just some of the things that people do on Facebook, it's just like, <sighs> you know, it's a little exhausting. I've only encountered a couple of pockets of online not necessarily uh, Dark Shadows fandom classism per se, <laughs> but I, there's been a there's been a couple of individuals that are very that very feel very secure in their superiority because they are we've I know what's what the fandom is because I've been here and yeah you don't know what it is even if you've watched it you don't understand but I can only think of two or three individuals off the top of my head who have done that. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. agree? I would say, like, based on the things I've seen, statistically, you're going to get people like that in any group. And I'm sure, think, but I don't think the Dark Shadows has more than average. I think it might even have less than average. And in, in general, mm-hmm. the community is incredibly friendly and um, just happy to see new yeah. people, fresh yes. blood. Yeah, I would say yeah. their enthusiasm about the show. Yeah, I, like, I don't. I don't remember if I, I feel like I may have at one point in my journey felt hesitant to reveal my age online, but I think that was more just because I was online. Like 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Revealing that you're 15 online is not always a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I, more than that, I just never really interacted directly with a lot of older Dark Shadows fans online like my main like the the only dark shadow space that i actually was active and participated in was the scene on tumblr which was like a small handful of other people who were roughly my age like 20 20 Mm -hmm. or less like people in high school too and like i would lurk i would go to like forums and I would just read for hours. I wouldn't post anything, but I would just lurk different places. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can't say that I really experienced any like gatekeeping. Good, good. Like what Max said, like there's always in any fandom, you know, you're gonna find this cross section of people that maybe is kind of does the gatekeeping thing or you know, I know better than everybody what makes dark shadows tick and all this kind of thing. And everybody's entitled to their own views and opinions about uh the show. And it's not cool to, you know, uh, discriminate against others because of their own positions or views on the show. So and and okay. age age wise as well. Speaking of uh own opinions about the show, I, I don't know what kind of outline you had for how this episode would go. And I know you want to keep it close to an hour. But one of the things that I kind of wanted, I thought would be fun to talk about is differences that I have noticed in the ways that we, like the younger fans, at least the ones in the Discord, view characters 
Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh yes, I definitely yes, yes, want to yes, talk yes, about yes, that. Yes, and yes, I want, yes. I definitely want to talk about that. And I want to talk about uh, Tina's article, if that's oh. cool too. Yes. Cause I like, <laughs> I really love that article. Um, uh-huh. But um, yes, I would like to talk about, about that, but let's dive into the discord and talk about the discord server. So can you explain, I'm sure a lot of the listeners of this podcast probably don't know what a discord server is. So can you tell the listeners what, a di- what is oh. a discord server? How does it work? TLDR so like the easiest way to access it would be by downloading the discord application on your computer or your phone you get an invite link you click the invite link and you are met with um it's basically a chat room kind of yeah environment you're met with channels which are uh, just ongoing conversations conversations yeah streams of messages that are updating as often as people use them and you, um, one of the nice things about Discord is that you can divide uh, the server into channels. And so for, for our Dark Shadows Discord, we have channels for all the different like arcs of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you can see this when I hold my screen up to the camera there. Uh, like there, there there's, yeah. yeah. And so it, it makes it easy to divide into different topics. You know, it just allows for greater focus of discussion in, in yeah. each of the different channels. Um, I, I, even though I am like the moderator on the server, um, <laughs> that the, the way that I got to that position is a story in and of itself. The Dark Shadows Discord was created by a, another Tumblr user who found the show and they just blew through it. Like they were really into it for maybe like a year and they created the Discord because they were ravenous for someone else to talk to about this cool thing that they found. And so a lot of people from um, Tumblr came over and it was pretty small at first. And then that person just like left and they moved on to different fandoms and different interests. And they made me mod, Tina? Whatever you said didn't pick up on the yeah, mic. It was, it didn't... Oh, I said, wherever they are now, we wish them well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In the void. But um, so, and I'm I'm now the chief mod, but like I had never heard of Discord or even used it before I joined the server. So I I, I can do my job well enough, but I'm by no means an expert. Yes, it, I would hope that any newcomers would be somewhat comforted by the fact that we're not at the end of the learning curve either. We're all <laughs> learning new things about yeah. it. Um, you were kind enough to send me uh, an invitation. Um, and uh, I was, I was, I've been in there the past couple of weeks, uh, checking it out. And uh, it's really fun. I love the just the conversations. There's before we started recording, I was talking a little bit about it. It's very, um, there's a, a fun, upbeat, lively group of people in there that are talking about a variety of different things, having a good time. Um, there's a little bit of a naughty vibe to it, but also, uh, just fun and it looks it feels like a kind of just uh everybody hanging out having a good time talking about dark shadows and many other topics as well but um but dark shadows centric um and i like how it's divided up into channels like max was saying with the different storylines but you also have sections for just general conversation you have uh sections to talk about like some of the spin-off media that you had listed there yeah we have like a different channel for like the comics the movies the reboots Mm -hmm. Um, and some of them are like you could put a conversation in multiple channels because we have overlapping things like we have a films and a reboot Mm -hmm. channel and it's like potentially 
you could count either one, like the 2012 movie. I think we even have a separate channel for the 2012 movie we, as well. I, Maybe. I, I thought we. I don't know. We might have. Let's see. Deleted that one. It's like <laughs> burn it. <laughs> um, burn it. Uh, we have a, a a channel just for the uh, big finish audio dramas. We're talking about those. We've got the live blogging channel. So if people yeah. are just like, I'm watching episode 286, here are my I, thoughts I, and feelings yeah, that can go off. Maggie's dress that she's wearing, they can post it in the live blogging. Mm-hmm. And then you know, there's also uh, like creative stuff, like fanfic. There's yeah, uh, fan, a fan art. I was going through some of that uh, as well. There's a lot of good fan yeah. art that's coming. There's out some of beautiful fan art. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. I, I hope that I have... It's okay. To show this, but I want to show something. Oh yeah, from oh, from okay. M. Yeah, I think so. This so this is something our friend uh, Emily made. Her, their Discord name is Emster, the one the little oh, bird. Oh, that's amazing! I love that. It's, love I forget that. what kind of paint this is, but gouache, gauche, gouache, gauche whatever. Gouache. So gouache. for the oh, hey, we got the same free. Yeah, for the audio them. listeners, this is Quentin, and he's it's half of his face is. Uh, human and it, he's transforming into the werewolf and on the other half of his face is the, it's beautiful beautiful artwork wow and it's like blue and red monochrome it's yeah. gorgeous that's really cool some very talented oh, my there's i just <laughs> <laughs> suffering <laughs> it's just crazy because like you have people that are like oh yeah i was just doodling whatever like snarp on the discord it's like yeah here's this doodle i made and it's the most harrowing like willy centric beautifully laid out like looks like a renaissance painting mm-hmm. angsty thing and you're like that was a doodle that you inked what like it's just <laughs> yeah. people are crazy yeah. talented i have to go through all of that because i started looking through and it was just in really incredible stuff and some fun stuff too like i think madeline you posted something about barnabas's chin or something and how you hate <laughs> yeah, yeah. how you hate how everyone draws <laughs> barnabas with a with a manly like a, chin a manly chin and you draw do a comparison between <laughs> <laughs> the man's a Dorito, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can send you some tips afterwards on um, how to find there's, stuff. There's a way to just have it show images in the okay. channel. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. the other good thing about Discord. You can search for stuff too and find it. Yeah. Super yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, Discord's like having little fan conversations just every day. So it's like your own yeah. personal fan meetup, but it's just like casual chatting. Yeah. At least I for saw, us. I saw um, you posted, uh, Madeline posted. Uh, an announcement that uh, you are all coming onto the podcast and for people to to give their thoughts about the discord and somebody commented on Tina's uh, uh, fiction, a, a, it was like AU Sarah vampire fiction and I realized, oh, AU is alternate universe, right? Yes. So yeah. if Sarah had been a vampire in an, in an alternate universe, right? So that's incredible. Can you talk about that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, so basically that just came about where I was like, hmm, I see a lot of fanfics and from uh, both on fanfic.net. Wait, wait, and before you keep going, you, you might want to clarify that this isn't, have, you haven't written anything for this, right? This I have, a- I just haven't posted it anywhere. <laughs> Okay. okay. This isn't like a, a fan fiction story that you can go and read. This is just not yet, but I have. just have to get my life together. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was like, wow, look at all this. What if Josette and what if Maggie and what if Julia and what if Willie? And I was like, I'm tired of seeing the insert love interest here is vampire. What if we made it small vampire child? And like the, in- I also am just a big consumer of vampire media. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, there's a lot of like cool idiosyncrasies here. And also, 
it would be painfully NXT and fun to write. So I just started writing a little something about it one day and like sending it in the Discord, like, ah, oh, there's something I'm working on. And that uh, person in particular really liked it and latched onto it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, that's really uh, cool. Why is, why is the Discord server called, okay, so I'm going to put this, it's called, it called Dark Shadows is a Bad Franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's so, an in joke, but so, uh, yeah. or, or something. The server, the server title of the server is just the Dark Shadows Discord, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. But Dark Shadows is a bad franchise. Is my personal username on oh, the damn. Discord? Oh, I see. Okay, okay. And yeah, that is just because it's true. It's an in joke <laughs> with like seven layers to it, but yeah, basically. I, I got it in my head where it's like what it just like hearing it in my head where it's like the the Dan Curtis Productions voiceover guy just like saying this is a bad franchise and, <laughs> and, like that. and well, um, yeah it's just a bunch of like silly goofy stuff yeah yeah I think I think it is uh in in a bad <laughs> franchise in comparison to other franchises that market themselves very well it's, and it's good uh, media but it's bad as a franchise if yeah. you know yes like, yes and yeah. that, that's how i mean it um i mean there there was very little uh dark shadows licensing going on and other than mpi and uh, the second barnabas bobblehead that looks i don't know who sculpted I'm, that but <laughs> i'm still amazed that they haven't done funko pops yet i'm not oh. saying that yes. i want them me and too. I'm, I hate Funko Pops. Me but too. I'd buy but I would be legally obligated to <laughs> yeah, buy it. They yeah. made Gilligan I, ones. I like hate just recently. Yeah. So. But I would sell out for Barnabas. Club. I would sell. Me too. I, same. Same. I would. I would absolutely get a Barnabas Funko Pop. And they, uh, the Collinsport Historical Society, did a mock-up of what it would look yeah. like. And I was they, like, they've made Funko Pops for like the most obscure stuff already they, they've made funko pops for stuff that is more obscure than dark shadows so yeah they'll, they'll get to it every wwe I, guy has a funko pop yeah. i don't i wonder if jim pearson knows what a funko pop is probably everyone right, send funko pops to jim pearson <laughs> <laughs> yes they're hideous but inundate him with funko yes. pops um yeah i i would hope that they would do that at some point it would be a perfect thing for, even for like uh halloween time uh, it would be yeah, great i yeah. think if we I think if we see a new Dark Shadows um, project, uh, like a, a high-profile thing, like the Marky Perry show or something or anything, yeah, like if that. the reboot goes through, or yeah. if they finally release oh, the Night of Dark Shadows Dan Curtis oh, cut, yeah. like they keep yes. saying yeah. maybe might happen. Did you? I just interviewed Darren Gross. I posted that episode. Um, uh, he's doing. He's the one who did the restoration of Night of Dark Shadows, and well, he did I'll have some. To watch that one. Release yeah. the Curtis cut. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. pulling from some of the other uh, things that people said here i'd love to read a couple of these other mm-hmm. comments from here um uh all of it says i'm sir yep that's the <laughs> one who did the, the art well okay oh okay yeah, yeah what they love about the discord uh moon sim says i would say that this server and y'all really helped me discover and enjoy the show better I probably wouldn't have given as much thought to certain ships or characters without people here professing their love for them, like B slash J as a ship. I assume that's Barnabas and Julia. Yes. Uh, Willie, Jason and his relationship with Willie, Bill Malloy, who I didn't know existed before, Stokes, pretty much anyone, LOL, besides Sarah and Maggie, who had my attention right away. 
Um, so there, so this is re uh, referring to the fanfic. There's like a, an area uh, channel there for ships, uh, which is uh, relationship um, stories. Um, and then we have uh, the jokes, the range of ideas, the overall atmosphere, says Emster. Uh, Emra says, I discovered that there were other current fans of Dark Shadows, period. I didn't have access to Dark Shadows fan communities when I first fell in love with the show and just thought that I was alone. So that's seems like a common thread uh yeah. that you had all these I, was that i mean younger people in in your school and things like that did anybody know who dark shadows was and your no. like nobody is some of the teachers did right but okay. no one who i mean we went to a small school but mm -hmm. yeah no no one my age knew anything about it mm -hmm. so yeah. Nobody knew what a dark shadows was. And like I said, I had to drag all my friends to see the Johnny Depp movie. And then <laughs> and then had to they had to deal with me for 20 minutes on the car ride home because you know we were like 15, 16, whatever at the time. So not only one of us drove me ranting and raving. The worst part was a friend turned to me at the end of the film and went, So it was like Michelle Pfeiffer and that Roger guy, like were they were married or like what? And I'd be oh, like, no. oh Jesus. <laughs> that broke me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my uh my friends have not i've tried to get i've gotten a couple of them sucked into dark shadows uh some have not gotten into it and they love like uh you know buffy the vampire slayer and true blood and all this other stuff and i'm like well, shows wouldn't exist if it weren't for dark mm -hmm. shadows you gotta I mean, watch dark shadows yeah, <laughs> one of the other reasons why it was hard to connect like there wasn't a lot of people our own age who were who we who knew about the show or who we could convert or get into the show was that um you know this was before streaming was online still like this is i'm talking like 2013 2014 mm -hmm. um i was watching the show from netflix discs in the mail mm -hmm. and illegally on youtube when it still existed and then using probably, the yeah, on, machine on to find <laughs> the episodes i was missing daily yeah. motion or half the episode daily motion vimeo did you watch um, it on the sci-fi on the sci-fi channel when they were running it on the on there? Or... I'm sorry, you know, we, the, we the, didn't see the sci-fi channel. I don't think I got the sci-fi channel either. Okay. I mean, I got it now, but mm -hmm. as a youngin, cable. So I I didn't really watch much TV anyway because we just got the 13 channels in PBS. Cyber right. <laughs> yeah, the thing that always boggles my mind is when fans like Tina, you mentioned Doctor Who, and I have friends who are like Doctor Who fans, but they can't make the jump to dark shadows and i feel that like they uh, are kindred spirits totally yeah 60s and 70s doctor who is like it's not a far cry from dark shadows it's very you know the, even the look of, of it is very is very similar so first um, doctor is my favorite if you can tell the first doctor yeah william hartnell william hartnell yeah so it's probably made a dark shadows absorption a little easier because yeah. i'm like yes did, did you see that um <laughs> that AI uh, audio restoration that they put posted of William Hartnell as the, as the first doctor, it was on, there's a new technology, I guess, I think it's Adobe uh, it, uh, put out that where they take uh, audio that's kind of um, uh, fuzzy sounding and then they just uh, oh, yeah. reconstruct it so that it sounds crystal clear as if the person is right there, like HD talking to you. And they did it with, with the William Hartnell uh, first doctor I was watching on YouTube. Yeah, with one of his speeches. And I, yes. did I cry? Maybe. But that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's it fine. Was, it was really impressive. I was like, wow, that's, that sounded just crystal clear. Um, 
And then I want to jump in uh, here with this comment too, uh, which will lead me to uh, Tina's article here. Um, uh, Snarp posted, I've really enjoyed the way that people here analyze dark shadows through an LGBT lens in a variety of ways, whether that means considering the real world legacy of LGBT actors in the series or just taking a flippant everyone in DS is gay because I said so. Uh, uh, LOL approach to character headcanons. Um, so I, I've, I noticed that too when I was going going through that that's um, definitely uh, an element there that comes up a lot and op just open discussion about that, which I think is really fun and is also reflective of sort of the younger um, spirit of, the, of that fan community where this is just pretty awesome that people are just speaking in this way. Um, and Tina, you wrote an article that I didn't even realize it was you who wrote it <laughs> until Madeline told me because all these nicknames because I had seen uh, sites and I'd, I'd, I'd say, oh, we wait a minute. Have, like five different names across different <laughs> You can't find <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, wait, sites is is Madeline. How it I, is I took bad franchise. Is <laughs> yes, and yes, is a bad franchise. And I'm like, okay, so and then I met Tina at Seaview, and then uh, Madeline, uh, uh, well, I went in the, in the thing, everyone was calling you Kaz. And I said, Oh, yes. who, who's this? You welcome. You were the first one, I think to welcome me. I said, who's Kaz? I said, Oh, is that Tina? And then I look, Oh, oh that's them. It's, it's Tina. And then I re realized, wait a minute, Kaz, that sounds familiar. And I went back to when I did the uh, LGBTQ uh, pride episode for the podcast way back when I, uh, in, when I first started the show and I saw, remember one of the comments by Madeline said, uh, was talking about trans characters, uh, trans representation and dark shadows and stuff. And, and you said, oh, my friend Kaz wrote that article because I commented about the article. And then I said, wait a minute, Kaz and Tina are one in the same. <laughs> yes, I go by both. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so I read this, this, this was, um, uh, identity in dark shadows or how gender nonconformity can be found even in the most gothic of soaps and one line that you put in the article that i love was it, that dark shadows is a deeply human story about inhuman people i, I love that but, but, but can you talk a little bit about that that article if you don't mind um well i wrote it for uh gaily dreadful who runs a wonderful horror LGBTQ blo uh, blog where they do reviews and stuff like that. And every June they do something called Gaily Helpful, which is where they have a bunch of people come in and write articles and people donate. And that goes to various queer uh, charitable places. I believe that year I, it was either the Trevor Project or one, one of those. Um, so I knew I wanted to write something for them as, you know, someone who loves horror and is also queer. I was like, yes, perfect. My two things can combine. And I've always kind of felt those sort of vibes off of Dark Shadows. There's just, besides the fact that there's something just very inherently queer about horror characters and spooky characters like that. And I'm, you, I'm sure we could talk about that till the cows come home. But I was, I really wanted to talk about as that through the gender aspect and something that I loved, which is Dark Shadows. Um, and that article kind of came about. Um, it took a very long time for me to figure out that I was non-binary. Um, there was a lot of times where I'm like, hmm, I feel really icky. I think I'm, when someone calls me this or someone says, hey girl, and I'm like, why is that? Why is, and then finally it's like, oh yeah, now it all makes sense. And 
it's really hard not to kind of see yourself in certain characters, even if that wasn't the original intention. Like I've mentioned in the article, especially a character like Jeb and especially a character like Barnabas and especially Adam, (laughs) my Blorbo Adam, (laughs) (laughs) about not wa- not want liking who you are or what society has told you the thing that you are and m- longing for the person who you actually want to be and like wanting to change both physically and uh emotionally and mentally and stuff like that um so it's it's i'm <laughs> a, a lot of the comments i got on it was very very nice there was a couple of people who were like what are they talking about there's nothing like this in dark shadows and i'm like there really is if you're actually looking for it or if you're one of those people in the in a queer community or some other marginalized community you can easily find yourself within those dark shadows characters and yeah (laughs) yeah um I mean in that in that episode uh I did I I got a lot of uh, that episode was uh made up of audio clips from various fans who all echoed that feeling of feeling that connection uh, to Dark Shadows. I talked in that episode about being a, a trans woman. I transitioned a very long time ago at this point. Uh, well, not <laughs> as long as like I'm Christine Jorgensen or something, but a long time ago, but uh, but not that long ago. Uh, but um, uh, but I I guess, you know, as a, as a child, that aspect of Dark Shadows, or I wasn't reading that into Dark Shadows, but it was resonating on that level, like in retrospect and looking back, I'm like, yeah, I definitely. And when I read your article, I said, oh yeah, totally. All of that with, with uh, Jeb and Adam. Absolutely. And one theory I loved that you put out was, um, and I saw you both talking about this in the discord too, was Julia, uh, the trans Julia theory, which I yes, thought was yeah. very interesting. Um, and uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Like why, 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 wh- where did that idea come from? I mean, I'm right, sure right. the writers didn't intend it at the time, <laughs> but it's very interesting for sure. Yeah. Can I, can I have a go at this of one? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that there, I, I've seen a couple people um, independently reach the idea of Julia could be trans. And I, I don't mean Julia could be trans is like, oh, you know, if if you secretly like read the text in the background and you like, you know, there's not <laughs> the text of the show, obviously. But the the way that the, the fact that they initially intended it to be Julian Hoffman. And you can say, oh, you, you can take that and say, I, I want to believe I choose to to believe because I think it's fun to believe that that was her dead name or her the name that she was born with before she transitioned and stuff like that and best um, friend Woodard just mucked it up that one time yeah and yeah and that when when she finds Barnabas and all of these things with Barnabas the way that that would intersect with her supplying Barnabas with these treatments that gradually change his nature to what he wants to be, which if um, for anyone who's unfamiliar with trans issues, um, part of the transitioning process is hormone replacement therapy, which is basically that you you take injections or um, pills or there, there's other application methods for hormones where either um, estrogen if you want to become a woman or testosterone if you want to become a man and just like you know she she's just giving him vampire hormone replacement therapy 
vampire HRT. Yeah. That, that's fascinating. Uh, you, you, I'm back in the day, you would never have read this kind of analysis of dark shadows or looking at it through that lens. So it's, it's really, uh, really cool to, <laughs> to, uh, explore dark shadows, uh, in that way. Like, and I would poke around on older, uh, fan groups and I would always see people talking about, ooh, dark shadow, like the gay angle of dark shadows where, where Barnabas is like, um, Anal analogy for a, a closeted gay man. And I think that's a really good take. And I don't disagree with that at all, but I, I was confused and kind of surprised that no one had taken it in like the trans or like a gender. They, they'd only focused on like deviant sexuality and not deviant gender identity. Mm -hmm. I think like that, that's that's one of the, the differences between like the older generations and the newer generations in mm -hmm. the way that we interpret the show. Um, back then, you were not encouraged to uh, be disclose that at all. Open or, about it. Yeah, it was uh, Benjamin standards. You go through the process. You do your one year real life test and like, surgery and move to a different city. And yeah, and it's they've supplies or. Stealth, they used to call it. It was like, you're not supposed to, once the whole purpose to get from point A to point B. And it was only not very long ago when I talked about that because there was a, a bill in Massachusetts, so there were bathroom bill that they were trying to pass. And there was this just re repulsive commercial that I saw on TV. And I was so angry that I posted about on social media about my background, my late husband's background, because he was a trans man. He had transitioned FDM. And, um, but most people didn't were not encouraged to openly talk about that or discuss it so that might also play into why you didn't see that much discourse about it with regard to dark shadows as well uh, but yeah fascinating really cool stuff but um this is just part of what goes on here in the server there's some, there's discussion of this nature as well there's also like jokes and fun stuff there's a a lot of um fans of pop just pop culture in general because i find dark shadows fans tend to be fans of also other cool stuff out there so so um, I really enjoyed it. Um, how can people now? So is this open to, I asked before the show, and I, I'd like you to elaborate on this. Is this open for anybody to join? Can anybody jump into the Discord regardless of who they are, how old they are, whatever? Is it available for anybody to use? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna say that it's, it's open. Like it, it's been pretty much contained to Tumblr refugees <laughs> so far. <laughs> really? But... Um, yeah, let, let's put a, a link to it in the, um, the video for this on okay. YouTube. Okay. okay. It's, uh, I'll be interested to see how people take it because we are unapologetically weird and we are like on seven layers of internet <laughs> self-referential stuff all the time. So it's open to everyone. Like, please come check it out. We've got some really cool stuff there, but you know, you're be be weird stuff in there. That's another <laughs> thing I'd say. Nice. The, the difference between younger fandom in terms of like memes and jokes and like that kind of culture to like Decorum. older fan. And, it's two yeah. different worlds, very separate, very yeah. wild but in terms of the material. That's what's some big through the, uh, the, the, the big bar to bungus. <laughs> The what? Wait, what? What? I missed that one. We'll tell you later. 
that's that's gonna take another podcast just to (laughs) i can't stop laughing it's been like two years (laughs) i I created this meme image off of uh big chungus if anyone knows what big chungus is i'm not going to explain that no it's too long um but it was like big chungus redrawn as barnabas and i called it big barnabungus (laughs) (laughs) okay gosh sorry i'm sorry (laughs) I, 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 I do not know what any of that was, but I look yeah, forward yeah, to finding out. It. Oh, Lord. It's not, it's not bad. It's not, um, like, it's not. It's just cursed in a great way. It's um, just really stupid. It's very uh, stupid, but fun. Okay. Okay. Um, one thing. Okay. Uh, another thing I want to ask you, like future of, of Dark Shadows, um, what would you like to see? happen to dark shadows how can dark shadows go from being a bad franchise to being a good franchise what can dark shadows do to um i guess uh, going forward what would you like to see well, besides a, a fun cold pop what else why don't you answer this one first max you haven't said anything in a while um yeah max i had yeah i had a couple things that i was gonna like rapid fire mention but i'll i'll, I'll feel this question also um we've talked about it a lot um uh, imagining like you know what if they did a dark shadows reboot and there's always whispers there have been a couple articles in the past couple years like oh they they're uh you know reviving the copyright like this channel might try to make a reboot or something like that it it, dark shadows is such a unwieldy well (laughs) unwieldy is one word i was the direction i was going to take is it's so subjective yeah, and there's so many different ways to approach it, and we know that, like, we know that if they rebooted it, it would not be precisely to our liking. It would be a new take, but mm-hmm. really, that's okay too. Uh, I say that cautiously, knowing that Dark Shadows <laughs> 2012 was a new take. <laughs> it certainly took much. something, <laughs> but, but like, well, you know that re- reinterpretations a future of reinterpretations mm-hmm. and uh in the meantime uh sharing and circulating what we have now not only the show itself and trying to keep the show as accessible as possible but the stories of what it was like to be really interested in dark shadows at various points in time mm-hmm. what it was like but that's not like what you want documented in a remake or a reboot or a new show or a new piece of media like that's what the question is about if okay was, i was just thinking well, what would you want to put in the reboot oh man oh goodness just david okay. selby that's okay yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go next david selby's playing everybody yeah, okay, um didn't understand the homework <laughs> <laughs> so for me he has the coffee I, off of mads yeah i i don't have any like plot things that i i definitely know i would or wouldn't want for me it's it would all be about the presentation the uh the tone the like the production choices more than the actual plot now like don't get me wrong uh you can definitely do all the production stuff that i love and still have a plot that uh makes me throw up but (laughs) but it's like when when i watch the 90s show or when i watch the 2004 pilot i look at it and 
it it doesn't feel like dark shadows and i have seen things that have been made recently that feel like dark shadows and like what for example what, what uh, we do in the shadows that, personally that one no <laughs> that, that one show do you remember moonson was talking about it it's like an animated show oh yeah I they were referencing was, dark shadows in it hang oh, on ben yeah, 10 no, no. <laughs> shadows to be ben 10 no. <laughs> He has a little Leviathan dial on his wrist. Barnabas has a little Leviathan dial on his wrist. They referenced Dark Shadows in, an, in a cartoon, in an animated show? Yes. The, the, I forget what the, anim- the show was, but they were doing, they, she was like watching a soap opera that was in black and white. I'm like, this is, and it's just like, oh, it's just Dark Shadows. The, oh, no the, I think the creator's a fan of Dark Shadows. Wow. Oh, why can't I? Because I said, I said well, Ben 10 had a character that was supposed to be Barnabas that they, they put I, in it. But. I don't think they would ever do this in the modern day, but I would want the reboot to be as low production cost as possible in terms of like editing and shots. I mm-hmm. want it to be like, you can do whatever you want to modernize the setting and the, the locations and stuff, but I, I want... I don't want it to be overproduced in terms mm-hmm. of like special effects mm-hmm. and um that because well, that's what kills the vibe for me for a lot of these new dark shadows things where like the one of the things that really bugged me in the 90s one was the way that they gave barnabas um like contacts color contacts oh. when he got bloodlust mm-hmm. and that that just it felt like it cheapened the acting like instead of having to having to have the actor convey bloodlust through you know body language and like actually acting it's just like oh no we flipped the switch and he he's got the yellow eyes which means that he's got he's got the bloodlust now watch yeah. out everybody it's he hungry <laughs> yes i like what how i would say it is that like excessively high production value or reliance on special effects detracts from the theatricality of it and the theatricality is so yes essential whatever the interpretation of dark shadows may be theatricality has got to be there okay good good what about um merchandise would you like to see anything anything Anything. (laughs) i I would like anything that's more than just a t-shirt please i mean uh i you've You've probably seen we've talked at length about the dark with the dark horse comics or dynamite 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 yeah. dynamite dark. i don't think they did dark horse dark shadows comics. no i think dark horse was, was dark who too many d's um <laughs> there's a joke there um, <laughs> no i those were they weren't my cup of tea but i was glad they existed like i i'm glad to have owned them and read them and the art was yeah. the cover arts were beautiful and like i liked like oh my god new and different stories and whatnot this is fun i again a Funko Pop would be nice there I feel like there's a market for so many other things uh Bob Bob Isel made his own version of Clue Dark Shadows Clue we probably couldn't call it Clue but that's amazing yeah that's fun I would love to play that with my buddies speaking of things that Bob made um the music boxes the music box yes Quentin's theme Angelique's theme just a little you know like the hand crank music box movement yeah, but he yeah, just I, made I, for I fun. Yeah, yeah. In fact, not only would I buy that, um, a little bit unrelated, but I just acquired a functional phonograph. Yes, 
that I uh, would like to make my own custom wax cylinder for to play oh. quick and steam. And I, I hoped that I would have it today, but I'm picking it up on Saturday. So oh, wow. that's <laughs> just fantastic. pull out an entire phone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be, that's amazing. That would be really, really cool if you, if you can pull that off. Are you going to paint it up and everything to make it look like uh, Quentin's gramophone or? I, I'm definitely going to have to get a, a different horn if I want okay. to make it like Quentin's gramophone because the horn it comes with is not like the one on the show at all. But I don't think I'm going to do anything from the box because mm -hmm. it, um, it's actually one of the people who I worked with for a really long time at the historical site who died oh, and nice. it belonged to his great grandmother and it was passed down. So I, I don't want to make any modifications to it out of respect in his memory. Okay. You'll just get haunted by something. Jonathan. Yes. Yeah, indeed. If I get haunted by Michael, that I would King. not explain. <laughs> just Even don't put a wire across the stairs so people don't exactly. Yes, I live uh, on the third floor of my apartment building. Oh, no. You don't want to do that. I mean, even if it's something silly like a glassware set or some plates yeah. or something that has anything besides Angelique, Quentin, and Barnabas they on plates. it. They are, but I'd like a variety. As much as I love Angelique, Quentin, Barnabas, and Josette, are you aware that there are a, a, a there's a beautiful ensemble <laughs> yeah. of characters? Yeah, Here's I'm my Joan Bennett plate. <laughs> Here's my Liz plate. She's the star. So why doesn't she have a plate? When they put out yes. the um, when they put out the, the lunchbox, I was uh, not happy that there's Barnabas no Julia on it, on it right? <laughs> Barnabas was on it twice, and Julia was not on it. Julia wasn't on it at all. Josette, like, Josette you, made you have, the cut, but on the side. Well, I, I'm fine with Josette being on the side, but the fact that the there is no Julia anywhere on it, but Barnabas gets to be on it twice, because um, I, I see a lot of the times where it's like people will put Barnabas, Quentin, and Angelique as like the big three, but I think that Julia is included in she, the murder club. I think, <laughs> yes, I think Julia gets, I think Julia gets, I think Julia gets, every, you're right, everybody thinks the big three. And it, Julia, I think, should be included as well, but I think she often gets forgotten because she's human um because she's even she's more impressive that she gets to play in the big leagues yeah she can hold her own the, she can stand yeah, toe to toe yeah powers. and she's a she's a huge uh part of the show uh she's a huge character in the show um i don't know if it's just i mean i'm surprised mpi hasn't done any like of all the things yeah. they've done over decades yeah. they haven't done one julia thing one thing i'd love is the medallion i'd love to get the oh, julia medallion yeah. someone on one of the the few mm -hmm. facebook page i am on one of the yes. fan pages actually recreated the medallion yes. with this beautiful it was looked gorgeous i cannot think yeah. of their name for the last is it of patty me. patty Carapiner? Pat, patty something like that Carapiner. yes yeah it's it amazing was gorgeous yeah. yeah yeah it's really cool but uh, the the hypnotism medallion i mean i think that it's would an be iconic annoying. thing it's yeah. the music box the gramophone the medallion or a sedative yeah. give people yeah, a sedative <laughs> mel it, from mpi order your own sedative uh is it possibly an issue with um the likeness for like the the grace and estate for because matthew hall is pretty pretty open and active he, in fact he's selling a bunch of uh, stuff from sam and grayson on his website through his blog he's selling like stuff from their house and old scripts and oh everything. so that like gucci bag i saw on ebay for two thousand dollars is legit <laughs> it might have been yeah that might have been from matthew hall because he's yeah. been he's been selling stuff from his parents were were collectors like they they kept everything and so he's selling just i know what that's like <laughs> <laughs> no really <laughs> call him out
I, so he might maybe you know if they went through him i just i've seen fans online saying you know there's no julia Mer- there i mean back in the 60s we had a couple of the gu- the, the bubble gum cards and yeah. that was about yeah. it but um anything ooh. that's not just the logo i suppose the, the logo is nice it's a beautiful logo i love how yeah. things say dark shadows but are you aware that there's mm. people in dark I, shadows <laughs> yeah joan but you've called out joan bennett that was a good call because she was the star of the show uh and the first credit on every episode she's in it's always joan bennett as elizabeth collins stoddard yeah yeah very little vicky stuff too victoria winters very little victoria and honestly very little just maggie stuff considering (laughs) i mean there's a lot of josette but i'm like are you aware that Catherine lee scott played other characters yeah (laughs) have you louis edmonds anyone I'd love a Count Patofi item too. Yes. The hand. Yes. They should sell the like hand. A glove. The they sell the yeah. hot dog finger hands from everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Can I get a rubber yeah. Patofi hand, please? Yes. Yes. I'd pay um, for that. You know what else I'd love to see uh, is you mentioned what we do in the shadows. I'd love to see them reference dark shadows somewhere, like a painting of Barnabas or I... some reference to, to Collinsport or in these shows. Where... There's no way they haven't watched it or like no know way. of it. Yes, because I've seen you, you. There are things in there where you're like, "Wait a you're minute, like, hang on." <laughs> like I think um, Laszlo, I think has a ring that seems like it could be. It's not like Barnabas's ring, but I was like, "Did they get that idea from?" It would just be cool if they, if Jermaine Clement, if you're in uh, Taika Waititi, if you, if you're listening now, if you're listening, <laughs> I'll pay you. <laughs> yeah, and I'd like to see more of that in these shows. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, on the subject of merch it's um it's not necessarily new merch but the merch that we know you mentioned the the um the trading cards mm-hmm. and um you've got the Marilyn Ross books back there yeah. do, I, and the the vampire van and the vampire vampire vans I have to mention one of the few people I've ever run into in person who knows dark shadows and collects some dark shadow stuff uh, his name's Jeremiah Crow, and uh, he's helped me find some Dark Shadows items. He he has a store in Elizabethtown, PA. Uh, it's a located... store slash art galley slash sideshow and museum. Yes, he's oh, a, cool. a curator of awesome. spooky oddities. He's a t- you know like the the mermaid where it's like a monkey, you know, yeah. <laughs> the bullet that they pulled out of Jesse James or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Pennsylvania uh, is one heck of a town. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you're passing through Lancaster County, he's at 6 North Market Street, Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. And he, he's got a website, jeremiahcrow.com. Okay. We're not sponsored or affiliated. Uh, no, he's just, he's <laughs> he's just got a cool name. Friend of mine, and I, I wanted to... That's not, yeah, I'd love to check that out at some point. Uh, that, that sounds really cool. Um, you also wanted to say, you said you were going to fire off a few things about the Discord server that we didn't touch on. What, was, what did you want to mention? Real quick, you're too you're too modest to mention it, but things that can be found on the Discord, you've curated some incredible playlists on Spotify. Yes, of Dark Shadows inspired. Oh, uh, songs from the era, songs that like feel like they'd fit the show, and uh, you are digitizing zines. Yes, a very yeah, important I- project. I was going to wait because I still wanted to talk about one more thing. I know we're running over an hour. Just one more. That's okay. No, no. I always say, oh, let's do an hour. And then I end up going. Because you know, it's it's going to be be seven hours later. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I wanted to circle back and say one more thing about the differences in the way that 
young fans interpret the show versus older fans. Yeah. And um, I, I can't, you know, in, in all of those kind of statements, I can't claim to speak for every young fan. I can only speak for like the discord in our little group, but um, we don't really see Barnabas as being like this hero or a romantic figure in the oh, yeah. sense of a romantic figure who is going to sweep you off your feet. Uh, we think he is a sad, little, wet, pathetic man. <laughs> no brain cells. It's, we, we, we don't see him as like a, a heartthrob, like many, like I've, I've read things um, from fans where it's like, oh, growing up, Barnabas was the epitome of like this dark power and menace. And I'm like, this guy he's on the he cover of like biggest loser he's on the cover of <laughs> tiger beat like in 16 probably, magazine it's probably more owed to just jonathan frid than the character of barnabas what being pathetic no no no, <laughs> no the fact that so many people that he's attractive yeah the, well it's the fact that so many people had a crush on him and the fact that when you didn't have access to the show whenever you want there's a lot of like mental drift that happens True. and you you make your own version of Barnabas in your head and you can't fact check it against the show. And that is what makes Dark Shadows so subjective. And even awesome. us as young fans, even though we have access to the show at a fingertip, whenever we are on our phones, we still have that kind of stuff where we internalize these characters and it's very individual. Mm -hmm. And um, the fact that it's immediately accessible to us in ways that it never was originally hasn't changed I mean, it's changed it, but it's still there. And that, that's one of like the integral fun things about Dark Shadows to me is that you can have such a, a widely different interpretations of a character and it doesn't really matter if it matches the source material exactly or not. Sure. And I, I think that applies to any uh, work of, of fiction, uh, you know, there, where you can have different interpretations of it come at, come at it from different perspectives yeah, but just, just the nature of dark shadows i think yeah. lends itself to that more than some other things do sure sure i never saw barnabas as uh sexy um uh, i i always but i also and i also never saw him as a as the hero he barnabas is yeah. a deeply damaged individual who's exactly. done some yeah. horrific horrific things he's done some terrible things um but i think there's that um, glimmer of humanity. He strives to be uh, to be better, but he always screws up. Uh, he, he, he isn't. It's in his nature to to do that. Um, so uh, I think back in the day, they'd always play up. Oh, Barnabas is the hero, and Angelique is the villain. And yeah, like Sixteen like, Magazine. The, the yeah, and like the marketing surrounding Dark Shadows painted a very different picture than what the show actually delivered. And. And it depended on which audience you were talking to also because I, yeah, I found there are different, I mean, I went on this, I mean, this is very reductive, but I was being silly and I made, I divided up the Dark Shadows audience into four Harry Potter-esque houses and I did, um, I did Spooky House, which was represented by the cover of Famous Monsters of Filmland. Um, I did Soapy House, which was a day daytime uh, afternoon TV cover magazine. There was uh, a Teeny House, which was a Tiger Beat magazine cover with, with Barnabas on it. And uh, Groovy House, which was the, the stoners who were 
you know, tripping out and watching shadows <laughs> in the afternoon. It was like a cover. I found a 1970 um, uh, college notebook and drew like band logos on it and a, a Barnabas's cane with like an LSD tab oh, on its tongue. And, and <laughs> so there are, and then uh, there's also uh, uh, Irony House, which I, I'm not sure if Irony House, because uh, I found there are fans there. Like, was that? <laughs> The Forbidden Fifth House. The Forbidden Fifth is is irony. Are people in Irony House actual actually fans because they like Dark Shadows? Ironically, I don't know. That's that's a debate for people who for go them. on YouTube on any Dark Shadows video and say, "Oh, it's so fun to point and laugh at them when they fall trip and fall down the stairs." And I, I love <laughs> watching them screw up when it like those it's so funny when they flub their lines, and I'm like. <laughs> is it? Is it? I mean, really? yes, but is it? Are you that? Are you that easy? Let's all point and laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like it's real it's it's more realistic i mean sometimes people are talking yeah. and they trip on what they're saying or they fall like, i think that's actually yeah, a good like benefit to the mm -hmm. show yeah what, when i say it's like when we want to see it reboot and we don't like high production value there's such like a homey kind of vibe to dark shadows and besides mm -hmm. the fact that it's it was this cast it was this crew it was dan Tur curtis and all of his teeth um <laughs> um th there's just like the vibe of oh no this is Collinwood feels lived in and no one is some people flub over their lines and you know there are mistakes that are being made and people are run, walking into walls or falling out of the shot and I'm like that's just life and realistic and whatnot right despite all the weird nonsense that's happening yes sure there's blood being sucked out of cows and I don't know who this ghost guy is getting really mad about his music choices and whatnot but it's so very grounded in reality yeah, and that's what makes the OG show so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ways that it's it's grounded, it's extremely grounded in certain ways, and then you know it's completely off the rails in other ways. But yes, you you have to have some some facet to keep it grounded yeah. in in an adaptation or a, a reboot. Agreed. Agreed. And, and maybe maybe remember that there's it's an ensemble show maybe remember, it's not just about that's the thing that always gets me if I ever see if they ever reboot it I'd like them not to start with Barnabas showing up that I I yes. know I am of not the majority when I say that I he could be the mid-season surprise or the end of season one stinger or something mm -hmm. I feel like as a lover of the early beginning episodes yes all six of us we're here um <laughs> I love those too they're great thank yeah. you thank yeah, you I think they're cool uh -huh. I, just, I just remembered something that oh. I would like to see in a reboot. So if if they do the if they go through with the reincarnation, like you know the next generation family thing, and they're like, oh, and maybe we'll pepper in some of like the returning like the old characters that come back under new names and new faces. Um, the the second I heard that, I'm just like picturing Quentin Collins coming back, and he's he's like the, they explain it that like someone took a crayon and just like drew on his portrait so he's in his face now <laughs> yeah they painted well, over it. i don't the know the ghost of carl collins his younger brother yeah his, his deface gave crayon. him a comedy mustache so he's got a big mustache or something <laughs> <laughs> he's got mustache and big uh coke bottle glasses <laughs> he's, he's got the groucho marks glasses like, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure if we see a, a sequel series, which I'd like to see because we have not had that yet. Everybody tries to reboot, yes, and like yeah. Tina was saying, it's always it Barnabas. Was that? I said, make yeah, it was a sequel. You, I, I do not want another, here's 
Barnabas again. Here's yeah. here's, here's how Barnabas came to town. I'm like, we've already done this. We've and done Dan this. Curtis did it twice. I'd like times, Barnabas. Actually. Barnabas, I I like. I want Barnabas yes. to show up. I want there to be Barnabas, but I agree it should be like it should lead it should lead to that eventually, but not right away. And I I'd like the idea of a sequel series. That said, I have issues with the big finish audio plays even though those right, are sequels well. yeah yes. i Welcome have to the club <laughs> yeah it's not um especially i find that as they've gone on it's gotten more and more like off the rails and in in, in yes tone yes. wise it's like this yes. is not I the gothic very odd odd I, yeah i will say especially the early ones uh, i forget which one i was listening to was, uh, something about sand and it was a maggie one. Oh it yeah. Had, yeah yeah it had me for a lot of it there was some beautiful descriptions and i'm like oh this thing is going to be in maggie's head as the result of her trauma it's yeah. not going to be actually a boogeyman and then they made it a boogeyman they always they all it was a sewer man it was it's yeah. him Slenderman. he's here yeah yeah and unfortunately as someone they literally who, put Slenderman in one of them like, they really like did the, though they did it all over like the the burke oh, one yeah, the burke one yeah 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 it's like hang on he's gonna find yeah. it Wait a minute. No. the the oh. big finish ones where it's yeah. it was just two characters talking and it was like filling out a moment that we didn't see on the show were all very good um but when they try and do original stories um, I have a problem with the writing with them where the okay. writing seems extremely sloppy in, yeah. in terms of just like the continuity, internal continuity within the story, um, like character motivations, even just within the, the story, not, not between different dramas, but within the drama. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, one, one of the ones that got me really, really pissed off uh, in terms of a dumb plot or monster was the one where they tried to establish that you could um live forever if you the, okay grim grim reaper or like reapers are real and you can live forever if you bonk them on the head and run away when they come <laughs> to take your soul wow like minecraft yeah, just like minecraft. <laughs> some of them i love some of them are really good but they all they just don't feel like dark shadows to me and don't get me wrong i'm glad the actors have gotten work doing oh yeah, playing, yeah. like yeah. coming yeah you know that's, I'm glad they exist. Yes. I, I think a problem lies in the fact is that Dar Big Finish has been doing Doctor Who for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. They've been very, very successful with Doctor Who. And a lot of times they'll pull certain writers to do something else to see yeah, how it, some things work. Like so unfortunately, so when I was listening to a lot of them, I'm like, this is just a subpar Doctor Who Big Finish audio sometimes. Yeah. Um, or just like this could be a Doctor Who episode. You just got a slot. I don't know. Take out Willie, throw in Tom Baker, and it's probably the same thing. <laughs> right. Um, I would say the only one I the one <laughs> the one I really got pissed off about. Um, it was a the one Liz audio, the one. It was the one Liz audio, and they were explaining Vicky's origins, and it involved a ghost and like a blood like Majora's Mask blood moon thing, and Liz was not phased by it. And then it's like her Vicky's she was Vicky's mother, and Vicky's father ended up being some rando named Victor. And I'm like, that is the lamest way you could have answered heard that, that question. One. Which Don't one is listen. Um. Oh golly gee, I went on a whole rant about. If you go into the audio live blog channel, I'm sure you could find me losing my mind. I didn't even know they did one. Did they cast it? They must. I think Marie Wallace was reading it. 
as oh, I recall her, I and see. she was doing okay. both voices because it was one as, of those. It, it was in a short story one. I yeah, see. Okay. It, it's in one of the compilations where they have four short stories, and they're mm. each like thirty minutes. Long. Okay, I it see. was. I can see the cover because it was pink. It had four portraits, and I think it was about love themed. Yeah. Uh, if I can remember the name, I'll tell you yeah. uh, later. Some but of the recent. Mm-hmm. It just. As, obviously, Liz is my favorite character. I'm so subtle about that. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm the Discord five times a day. Have you considered? <laughs> no, listen. It's just like that's such that's been such a big question in the show. Like who who are Vicky's parents? And you sure. go about it in the mo- you soap opera it. It's the most soap opera answer. Yeah. It was like uh, the butler or the driver. Liz hooked up you with her driver or groundskeeper. I'm like that's basic soap opera ness. That's not. I- what I expected you, from Dark Shadows. You know, Tina, I was listening to, this was a few years ago, I was listening to an interview with some of the writers and I'm not knocking anybody. I hope if they're listening. I hope they're not offended, you know, but they were talking about um, writing these stories and they referenced like, uh, like, oh, well, Amer- we're thinking in terms of American soap operas, like uh, Dynasty, so Dynasty, you know, and I was like, Din- Dynasty in Dallas. And I said, no. That's that's way because there was oh, no, one no, where no. David is building a mine under Collinwood. Yeah, and it, yeah, and I could feel that vibe coming from it. Like, oh, this is totally pulling from that that kind of a show, and this, that's that's going down uh, the wrong path. I think to to do that. Um, I think just because Selby was on Falcon Crest, it does not right. mean. Yeah, they, I think pull, it just doesn't feel like gothic to me. Some of the some of them do. Even some of the earlier ones. I remember there was one with like a, a turkey. It's like Thanksgiving. The turkey comes to life or something and attacks yeah. Maggie. Or something. like, what is happening right now? Yeah, the, the <laughs> one where they ask Barnabas to get the turkey and as it like go to the grocery store and pick it up at the deli counter. And yeah. he just like trudges out into the snow and wrestles a wild turkey in his whole <laughs> like three-piece suit and drags it back. <laughs> That's kind of funny. It is. It is, but it doesn't feel dark shadows to me, (laughs) but it is funny. Um, All right. Well, uh, any closing thoughts here on the discord, anything you, any of you want uh, our listeners to know about or uh, anything else? I wanted to elaborate on something that Max brought up. And then I I said that I wanted to wait to the end. Um, I have been um, scant. Thank you. It's uh, <laughs> I'm fading here. Uh, I've been scanning zines and putting them in a Google Drive. That's been a goal of mine for many years. Back when I got into the show and I was first, you know, look looking around on the old Dark Shadows websites, which many of them no longer exist. Uh, shout out to anyone who remembers Willie Loomis saves Collins Port. Yes. But um, and I would. They had like lists of these zines and it was just like a one sentence description of what the zine was, what the premise of the zine was and like the cover of it. And I was always fascinated with them. And I, I always was like, man, there's, there's so much content that's locked away on the page that, you know, is, is anyone saving these? And, um, you know, that's, that's the historian in me coming out where I, I want to archive these. So uh, my very first paycheck for my first job, I blew it on buying a lot of zines on eBay and I've been scanning them and I have put, been putting them in a, in a Google Drive and there's been other people who have very graciously uh, given me access to what they have scanned and I've been able to add that and grow it. So, and I, I really like to share that and to disseminate that and make that avail, uh, like a public resource for all of these dark shadow zines. So I, I'd love if, if we could put a link to that um, 
Google Drive in the description. Oh, maybe fun. maybe yeah. at some point I've been thinking about making like what is it like archive.org, yeah. uh, an archive.org account and putting them all on there because that that yeah. seems a little bit more official than a, a Google Drive. <laughs> Yeah, I know uh, Joe Escobar, who I had on for the 1897 episode, scan has loads of scans too. Yeah, he's, he's been very graciously um, given me some of his. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's yeah, and some of the Thank those you, Joe. teen magazines. Hi, Joe. Yeah, Joe's great. Yeah, uh, he's a great guy, um, and is very happy to share. And that's what fandom should be all about is is yeah. sharing with other yeah. fans. So that's great that you're willing to make that available to fans and putting that kind of work into it. So uh, definitely send me the link. I will absolutely put it in, in the show notes. And I look forward to checking out that uh, drive myself. I used to subscribe to all of those zines. Um, I loved, the, it was so exciting uh, because it was, it was pre-internet, you know, so we to get that envelope in the mail with a dark shadows yeah, fanzine and it was just it was a different kind of thing and I, I get that yeah it was a highlight you know and it had the the, the fiction and the artwork yeah. and also the articles I used to love those speculation articles like you talked about in looking at dark shadows and interpreting it and, and that it lends itself to that and I used to love reading those speculation articles and that's what I like doing on this podcast too when we're talking <laughs> about plots and stuff is like looking at it from different angles and theories about you know, things don't line up continuity wise and like how to what is the in-show explanation for that? How do we figure it out? Um, like It's like a puzzle figuring that out. And the zines would have articles like that. And they had, you know, World of the Dark Shadows and Inside the Old House or, or the biggies, but, you know, like Colin would Yeah, I have all of those. With oh. Joe's help, I have every single issue of those two zines. Yeah, those are the... And several of the concordances as well. Great, great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. There's also, there's also like Wincliffe Watch and Colin would Wincliffe visited. Watch um parallel the one that i've been trying to find i don't have any yet is uh wolf tracks because i Chris, remember that name i Chris never is one of my favorite characters mm -hmm. so really? i would really love chris yeah. jennings yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I would really love to find that because that was like a a werewolf if you couldn't tell a werewolf zine yeah hmm. oh very cool very cool awesome um, I, I remember the name. I never subscribed to that one. I, I missed that one. Um, I think there's only four issues. It wasn't a very long running one. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, and, also uh, one, one more thing that Max mentioned is that, yeah, I, I did make some playlists of uh, music that like pop or, well, no, it's not, it's not all pop. Music from the era, from uh, the original. 60s and 70s. I love it. And it's, there, there's one playlist where it's more upbeat and then there's one playlist where it's more somber. And okay. a Quentin playlist. Yeah, but uh, I, I, the Quentin playlist is like my very specific personal, like I'll put it in too. It's still but, good. Okay. See. I'll, I'll give you the links to those and you can decide which one I do with them. Okay, yeah, if you would, when when we uh, when we're done, if you just send me the list of, uh, of the links and I'll put sure. them in the show notes. So people want to check out the Discord server, they can do yeah, so. That's the main one here. Yes. What's that? I said that's the main link here. Yeah, Discord. the main link is Discord, but then we have the Google Drive with all the scanned fanzines, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to check that out. The the Spotify playlists, which sound really cool. I look forward to checking that out myself. Uh, and uh, and anything else you want to send me, just uh, send it along, and I'm happy to add it to the show notes. So um, 
with that said, I want to thank the three of you for taking the time this evening to sit down with me. Uh, it was great getting to meet you in person, and it's great getting to chat with you over Zoom for the podcast. And I'm glad we were finally able to make this happen. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much for inviting us. This has been yeah. an amazing time, a privilege, and just really fun. So thank Aww. you so much. And it's been great meeting you, of course, too. That was the, the highlight. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Um, yeah, folks, maybe maybe even doing this again. Absolutely. That will certainly happen, I am sure. So folks, um, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Terror at Collinwood. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, or whether you watch it on YouTube. Please subscribe. If you do watch on YouTube, uh, this episode has a video component to it. You know, a lot of cool things shown off here, like Lego Collinwood. So please do subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the video, and also tell your friends about the podcast, spread it like the dream curse, let them know <laughs> about the podcast. Uh, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you all at Seaview Terrace. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> and for as long as they lived, the dark shadows never truly vanished, for there will always be terror at Collinwood. Terror at Collinwood is a Penny Dreadful production.